This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Welcome back. Happy class week 23 in session. Actually, just out of session. I spent the last weekend in class in Philadelphia with about a third of my cohort, and it was so magical. It was so fun. There were about between 17 and 20 of us, depending on who came to which moments of the weekend, just solidified like hard, hard, hard that in-person connection is so meaningful. And I think that we're still sort of on the unraveling end of the pandemic. In some ways, you know, it it has changed life forever. In other ways, I think people are still sort of reestablishing how and when they want to connect, how to get out more. I know that there's still people with, you know, who are more immunocompromised, who are still trying to stay in to just be a little bit safer as, as the results kind of wind down. And this opportunity to be together in person with my classmates for a class weekend just blew my mind how connective it is to be with people. I mean, I know this, and I've shared this before. I know this. This is why I host in-person events, because of the power of being with people in the flesh, being able to look in someone's eyeballs when you're talking to them and to, you know, put your arm around their shoulder or give them a hug. I had gone back and forth a little bit about whether or not to go up to Philadelphia for the weekend because I have a quick turnaround to going out of town, spending a week and a half in Morocco with my sisters and my mom. And I'm so glad that I did. As soon as I got there, it felt a little bit like, oh, the buzz on the 
anticipation end of getting ready and just logistics. And I was hosting the weekend, so I had planned people's accommodations and made reservations for restaurants and uh, different, you know, touch points throughout the weekend. And so there was sort of a level of responsibility that I brought to that as well. As soon as I got on the road and started heading up there, picked up a classmate in D.C. on the way, we settled in, we began with a wander of the Philadelphia Art Museum together with a few of the other students who had come in town early enough to do that. And even just that, like quietly walking around the museum, talking about art, talking about it through a common language that we've learned through our studies and the lens of the humanities and human flourishing that, you know, is a class that we're taking right now and thinking about it with a new perspective was so fun and refreshing and beautiful. And then being able to go meet another whole group for reservations for dinner and get to know people as people. We've spent so much time in class, and as soon as class is over, you press that you know red leave button, and everyone disappears as if they were never real in the first place, and we were just like holographically doing class. Being able to close our computer after a lecture and look across the table at a person who was listening to the same thing and having this real communal experience was super powerful. The program itself, we heard, has now is is reverting back to more in-person. So during the last two years, MAP was unable to offer in-person classes at all, as well as, you know, a lot of schools around the world who took those precautions because of the pandemic. This year, we're sort of the bridge year where it was possible to offer in-person instruction again. The rest of, you know, undergraduate and graduate studies at Penn are in-person on campus. And they were accommodating the ability to offer classes to people around the world and some of the accessibility that that had offered in the last couple of years. And they had this smooth program going with, like, we've figured Zoom all out. We've got it lined out now. So our class has kind of taken it upon ourselves, like I mentioned in, you know, a few, I've shared this in Happy Class before, that we're like, okay, well, we'll do it online, but we want to get together on our own. So we've sort of formed these opportunities to travel and and do class together. I think that they recognized it it really does benefit us to, to do that, to be in person. And so for next year's MAP, they're going to do every other class session online and then in person in Philadelphia. So they'll be able to have every other time that they do classes, they won't even have, you know, they can have their computer for notes, but they could sit in the room with just a notebook and a pen and like absorb the material that way. I am in some ways a little bit jealous because I would have loved to have that experience. And in other ways, I'm so, so grateful for the group that I'm a part of for these deep what feel already like long lasting friendships that are being formed and the ability that we've had to be creative in the hybrid in-person instruction that we've chosen. You know, I, rather than going to Philadelphia every month, I am, I went to Calgary and I went to Philadelphia this time, but I'm going to Palm Springs next month. And then I'll do the final onsite of the semester in Phoenix, Arizona. It's kind of fun to be able to do the traveling and being in person and also mix it up a little bit. So there's a silver lining to being part of this bridge. And I'm also really excited for the students that are upcoming in the next class of MAP. I think right now their applications were due the beginning of March. So right now the administrators will be going through that process of interviewing and choosing people for the upcoming cohort of MAP 19. And they'll get to have a really special sort of 
in-person ability reunion. I'm, I'm sure the instructors themselves are really grateful for that chance, too, to be able to instruct in person and see people's faces and see people glance at each other across the room, kind of gauge that energy vibe. One really exciting thing that happened this weekend was that I put in a request for my capstone advisor and it was accepted. I don't know how much, I don't remember how much I've talked about the capstone project, but it's kind of like a thesis project. It's either a research paper or a literature review paper, basically a final big assignment where you choose one specific topic and get pretty intimate with it. You get pretty in depth. It's a 30 to 80 page paper. You also could potentially do an artifact, something like a presentation or design a course or a workshop. And that is like the beautiful bow that you tie at the end of your map experience. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. I had an idea that I've been percolating on for years, and I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and do that idea. It was a, the idea is a book around adventure mindset, which I've talked about before. I have a chapter about adventure mindset in my book. I've also done podcast episodes on Live Free Creative about adventure mindset. So it's something that feels really familiar to me. And it doesn't, I mean, it's sort of like a model that I invented in my head. So it doesn't exist in research literature. And I thought it'd be fun to investigate it and to uh, define it and, and those sorts of things. And when it came down to it, I requested a couple very high profile instructors, neither of which were able to take the time over this summer when my project will be completed to advise me. And so when they were not able to, I kind of went back to the drawing board and thought maybe there's something else that I want to study instead. Maybe there's something that feels a little bit like still really interesting and applied, but also that feels maybe less like a big overarching new model that I'm creating. And I went round and around about it. I think, I don't know if I've shared this before. Forgive me if I talked all about this last week because <laughs> I don't remember. I have settled on a capstone topic of everyday creativity, specifically how everyday creativity benefits us. And I may take the slant. I have to see how much availability there is in the research. And my hope is to turn this into a book and, and query it and hopefully, you know, create a book proposal around this idea. And so, of course, I'd need the input of the key holders in the publishing industry as well, whether or not I want to narrow it to, per, you know, in particular, how everyday creativity benefits women. I'm so excited about this topic. I mentioned on the main Live Free Creative podcast that it feels innate to me. Creativity is one of my top signature strengths curiosity is another, love of learning is another, 
these things all go together to be natural and effortless and energizing for me and recognizing that there's so much benefit to ordinary everyday process creativity that feels really effortless and energizing to me and it's not as natural for everyone and it's hugely beneficial. It's dramatically lovely in your life to find space to create, not only does it help you, you know, get a little jolt of positive emotion in the moment and uh, feel a little bit better, a little bit of mindfulness, a little bit of stress relief, it also can actually change the way that your brain processes things. Barbara Fredrickson's theory of broaden and build, my interpretation of that is a lot about the fundamental human necessity for creativity that can happen when we're open to it, that when you have the you know, your your vision widens and your mind is able to connect dots for innovation and like the the benefit of the species in a way that it can't when you're in constant stress mode. There's so many interesting implications and applications for everyday creativity. And my advisor, who I'm excited to work with, her name is Katherine Cotter. She's a postdoctorate fellow at University of Pennsylvania. She's the Associate Director of Research with the Humanities and Human Flourishing team in the Positive Psychology Center. And in her research, she studies topics related to music, aesthetic experiences, and creativity and personality, with an emphasis on what these phenomena look like in our everyday lives. She's going to be a really, really fun fit, and I'm excited to get to know her a little better and have her vast experience and understanding and research behind me and on my team as I tackle everyday creativity for my final graduate degree project. It was really, really fun to be matched with an advisor, feel like, okay, I've got my project topic, I've got an advisor in my pocket. Now I can start very lightly researching, digging up articles and thinking about it while I'm finishing out the actual program and class and homework for the next few months. And then the summer is really going to be fully dedicated to working on this major project and being incredibly inspired by it. I'm so excited. In the meantime, like right now, I am heading out to pick up my kids to take them to lunch and then hopping on a flight to celebrate my 40th birthday, which was a couple weeks ago, with my sisters and my mom in Marrakesh, Morocco. I have a very big plan that I'm not sure how it will go, so I'll update you next week. My hope is to do the majority of my homework for this entire next three-week distance learning period during my six-hour layover in Paris. So wish me luck. I am going to close my computer, head off to the airport, and try to try to have the creativity with me to write a couple papers and a presentation and a discussion board post uh, read some journal articles and design an intervention all while I'm waiting for my flight to Morocco if I'm able to do that which is a big ask and maybe I'm being a little bit ambitious if I'm able to do that however I can put my computer away and really be on vacation for the vacation so wish me luck in that endeavor. I hope that you're having a wonderful week. My podcast episode coming up this next week on Thursday is all about everyday creativity. And so you'll get a little bit of a taste of some of the ideas that I've shared before about this idea. And in the meantime, 
I would love to hear what you do on a regular basis or what you would like to do on a regular basis that feels creative to you. It can be a hobby. It can be just simply something you enjoy. It can be part of your everyday processes. If you have something to share about how you exercise your creativity daily, send me an email at Miranda at livefreecreative.co so that I can learn a little bit more about you. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. 